Welcome to your journey to greatness through routine, a podcast designed to help you build a success routine. My name is Michelle Steffes and I'm author of the book and I'm excited to come to you today with more insights and ideas to accomplish your success routine because it's not the big things we do, but the little things we do every day that make the biggest difference. So let's get on with the podcast. Welcome back to the podcast as we continue in this series on the toxicity of anger. Now, just a quick review on what we've covered so far before we dive into the material for today is we began laying a foundation, as we always do, on the toxicity and how it affects brain and body. And we delved into uh, great detail on both of them in terms of the physiology, the effects on the brain, on the mind, um, even on memory, and on your ability to think clearly and make good, sound decisions can actually askew your vision of things and make you um, regret some decisions that you've made after the fact. So anger can be uh, very volatile at many levels, and, um, and, and it can frankly make you miserable because after you've done some things that maybe you're not real happy about, um, it's hard to erase that, and so then you've got to live with that. So it, this is really a critical mass sort of thing in your life if you're dealing with it right now that you just can't ignore. It would not be wise to ignore it. So then the next part we covered was disabling the mind, and we got into more detail as to how anger actually disables the mind. We talked about critical health consequences and then um, the aware, be, becoming aware of potential losses, which really now we're getting into um, the solutions after this. And we had, uh, we've gone through one, two, three solutions, leaving off yesterday with um, resolutions. So if you missed any of it, I would encourage you to go back and listen and share it with others who it may benefit. Well, today I want to talk about the the facets of of the anger problem that have to do with assumption. Okay, so if you're going to, um, this solution is a big one, okay? If you're going to be able to get past it, you have to decide every single day that you're not going to make any assumptions. Now, I know that that sounds easier said than done because I think we probably make more assumptions every single day than what we realize. And once you start becoming aware of them and begin taking tabs of those assumptions, I think you'll notice that um, being able to tackle them is maybe yeah a big job, but probably not as difficult as you might think once you become more aware of the problem. Okay, so it always starts with awareness. We've had that discussion. Um, But here are the three assumptions that people most typically make about anger. Um, First of all, assumption number one, life should be fair. That is, I've, you know, I have met people in their 60s that even feel that way and they're miserable. They're always looking for things to be fair. Uh, You know, we know that bad things happen to good people and good things happen to bad people. Yes, life should be fair, but we all know that it's just not, okay? And if you're going around assuming that everything that happens to you should be fair, and, um, you know, and, and that's your assumption, and maybe even, it could even have gotten to a place of being a core value for you, that you're assuming that life should be fair, um, then you're just going to find yourself angry a lot. 
because uh, let's face it, unfair things happen to everyone. Uh, they've happened to me, they've happened to many people I care about, and they've happened to many people that I am aware of that I, I mean, I'm devastated when I hear the stories. It hurts me to know that these unfair things have happened to them. But let's just face it, the, the quicker we can release that and realize that life is not fair, um, the quicker that we can get beyond it and start making better decisions about how we're going to react. And then when we learn how to uh, curtail bad reactions or reactiveness, that's when we start to win no matter what happens to us. All right, number two, assumption number two is we can control the behavior of others. Oh, how many times have we tried to change someone or control them or convince them or rail into them or put the fear into them to the point that we think we're going to change their behavior? You may for a short time, uh, but it's like putting a Band-Aid on cancer. It is not going to solve the problem because deep down that person is not only uh, thinking differently than you, but after your your threats and maybe your your method of trying to get something through to them, they may even dig their heels in deeper. So instead of making progress on changing or controlling the behavior, you may have gone backwards. So the the fact is is it's hard enough to control our own behavior. Um, you know things like even simple things like eating right, exercising, quitting bad habits like smoking, but. Thinking that you can successfully coerce an unwilling person or partner in your life into changing his or her habits is ludicrous and a waste of a lot of energy. Um, the best possible way that you can influence someone is through encouragement, praise, and um, you know, enabling or empowering them to be the person that you want them to be by, by uh, getting behind them and supporting them. That's going to be the best way that you can have any kind of influence, and that's just the truth of it. Okay, assumption number three, people who hurt us should be punished. Well, yes, you know, in a perfect world, absolutely in a perfect world. Um, but it's not always the case. So to make that assumption, again, is going to make you a very angry person. An eye, uh, the, the fact is that an eye for an eye makes the whole world blind. Uh, do you believe that doing or doling out punishment improves the quality of your life or relationships? Experience and wisdom tells us, number one, that many people who hurt our feelings do so out of a lack of social skills, ignorance, or self-esteem. In other words, hurt people hurt people. All right? Uh, this merits sympathy rather than rage. And number two, in the all-too-common case of divorce, if you feel wronged, don't wish your partner ill. Wish them well. Wish yourself well, as novelist F. Scott Fitzgerald wrote, living well is the best revenge. And I love uh, Frank Sinatra who said, the best revenge is brilliant success. So make your own life wonderful instead of making someone else's miserable. That is the best possible route. Those are the three assumptions for today. Uh, hopefully they've been helpful to you. Again, life should be fair. We can control the behavior of others and people who hurt us should be punished. Those assumptions alone, if you just work on that one thing, okay, for a week, I think you'll find yourself overlooking a lot more and finding a lot more peace in your life. We'll get on with this tomorrow. Please come back and join us. This is Michelle Steffes, your journey to greatness through routine, encouraging you to reach higher and thanking you for being on the podcast with us. Have an amazing day.